1000. Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. So we've been talking about the Bears. We just started. You want to jump on in? 312-332-3776. Brian Hanley, Fred Hubner here till 11. Then it is Chicago's College Tailgate here on ESPN 1000 with Chris Black and Adam Abdallah. Um, Brian, I don't know if you heard this, but this was just a couple days ago when Matt Nagy was asked about what exactly is your commitment to the run game? The commitment is... For, for David, right, again, within the flow of the game, we understand that David, for us, and, and every every offense, like when you can get that run game going, it opens up the play action, it opens up the screens, it, it, it protects the lineman from dropping back 50 times a game. So our goal is to be able to get him going. How we do it, that'll be to be seen, you know, but we, we by no means um, uh, feel like that we have to go into this thing throwing a million times or anything like that we know we know how important he is to us and our running game in general you know I think our running backs have done a great job in training camp they understand where we're at and now it's just a matter of us schematically figuring out what's the best way to to be able to get I think like chunk runs you know try to stay away from those one to two yard runs and get more of those four to five to six yard runs and then pop a few too I think you got for you they watching David Montgomery and- awesome Really great. I mean, the, I, you guys have heard me say it. Uh, I'm very close with him. Uh, we talk all the time, not just here in the building, but uh, when we're outside of the building. And he he knows the trust I have in him, and 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 I know the trust he has in me. So now it's just a matter of all of us doing it together. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm still laughing from when he said we're we're going to try and stop getting those one and two yard runs and try to get four or five or six yard runs and break a few. Pop a few. Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah, well, I would again, hope so. A guy who averaged 5.2 yards per carry yeah. and owns 600 yards in the last six games of the season. You yeah. have that guy there. You do. So, so applaud Matt Nagy. He said exactly what you want to hear. Now back it up. Go out. Go out and do it. Yeah. Because Bear fan Bob's right. It's like you don't. I've always said, you know, these offensive guru guys. It's like you don't get credit for. A running game that sure. can get 150 yards a game or 23 carries or whatever it is, and it's like the all the a short pass is you get more credit on your resume than a, a successful chunk run. So you got a guy who's proven he can do it. Go out and back up those words. It's a very simple. Go out and do it from game one, especially against that Rams defense, right? Yeah. You know, you prove it from the first quarter on that you're committed to that run game. It might be boring and whatever. But it does open up the playbook for other things to happen. So, you know, he said all the right things. He always says the right things. You know, I'm not stupid. I know we have to run the ball right, more. Right. Then he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't and he hasn't. And I just want to see David Montgomery get the opportunity because you see he is a guy that can break tackles. He is a guy that can get past the first two guys, you know, and sometimes bust through them yeah. and then still go for more. We've seen that when he's given the opportunity. And, um, you know, I know he likes David Montgomery. We all like David Montgomery. We'd like to do, like him do more. Do they go bowling together? That's my question. I don't know if, he, if he's – he's uh, is Montgomery one of the bowlers? Because I know that Fields oh, he, is. Yeah, I he saw is. he was on yeah. – it was on, like, the Bears' Instagram the other day. Okay, him then, and I think yeah. – Fields is, a, is one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know Fields is a really good bowler, they said. So. Well, a, yeah, the, I think it was a, the Tribune sometimes has a story about that's David Montgomery, you know, whenever it, he needs to just relax and kind of get away from things, he goes bowling. Yeah. You know, and uh, – I, uh, I, I look and speaking of Instagram, 
I love that Justin Fields posted this week that, you know, why is the Bears always, you know, they've always been the big defense team and all right. this, you know, monsters of the midway. Why can't we be a running team? And, you know, in this NFL, why are, I mean, you know, a scoring team? Why scoring can't we team, be right. an offensive team? Uh, uh, you know, to start building a new tradition, uh, Dallas Green. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> why can't we be the offensive Bears? And, you know, I love that mindset. Yeah, and, me too. And by the way, by the way, with this defense I've seen so far, and it's, you know, they have the oldest team by the average 27 years of age across the board, right? The, the Bears do. Yeah. And, and what, four or five, six guys are 30 or over 30 on the defense. The Sean Desai defense didn't exactly give me a lot of confidence, preseason or not. It, no. it, you know, help. No. And, and you saw, and I know it was a preseason game, but you saw what the Buffalo Bills scheming yes. for with Mitchell Trubisky was able to do. And that's why I'm so concerned about the cornerbacks. I've been talking about it for three or four weeks at Jalen. You got two second year cornerbacks mm-hmm. in Kendall Vildor and also Jalen Johnson. And MB, you, your nickelback is probably going to be Duke Shelley. And, you know, everybody says, well, we lost the guy from last year. That was okay. I heard Waddle say it the other day. That's no great loss. You know, Buster Screen was gone and that's okay. It wasn't. It wasn't like he was a, a real good nickel corner. But um, the Bears, the teams are going to be able to throw on the Bears. You would think if those guys in the front don't get to right. uh, to the quarterback. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. A guy that used to play for the Bears had some comments about uh, Justin Fields. We'll talk about that in a second. First, let's go to Englewood and Boston. Boston, you're on ESPN one thousand. What's happening? What's going on, man? Good morning. How you doing? Doing well. All right. Uh, just a few things, if I may. Um, I just think that whenever uh, they predict the Bears, because they're predicting the Bears to do bad, you know, some spectators and uh, what have you. But I think when the Bears are predicted to do bad, they, they do good. And um, I just think that uh, they have a few weapons that they need to utilize this year opposed to last year. They have another running back to support Montgomery. They have another receiver. They uh, the kid Adams who they drafted and he shocked everybody in preseason. They added him to the squad as well, so they have quite a few weapons to utilize this year. Plus, Andy Dalton is more experienced than Mitch, Mitch Trubisky was, uh, was. So if that doesn't work out, then we have Justin Fields, which is the future. So all I'm saying is that they have a few weapons uh, more than what they had last year. So I think they're going to surprise everybody, and I'm predicting them to uh, actually win a division. Health, and health. Because health is the key to any team's success is being healthy. But I think they have a good chance to actually win a division. And uh, it's not it's not about right now. It's about the future. And But the future actually starts right now, if you understand what I'm saying. Yep, so. I do. Boston, I'm glad I'm glad you're confident. Sounds good. And uh, very looking forward to the season. And, and he's, everything Boston said could happen. They could they could use the weapons they have in Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney, and they could actually throw to Cole Komet and uh, Jesse James and Jimmy Graham in the you know in the red zone, and things could work out. But we have to wait and see if that's going to happen. So we're now all we're, just speculating. We're back in Jeff Passing territory. Yeah, it could happen. Well, it could. Right, anything could happen with this team. That's why it's so difficult. And we've been doing it for what since training camp started. Well, um, well, I mean, there's one team in the division that would worry you, and rightfully, right. rightfully so, because sure. some people are actually picking the Packers to be in the Super Bowl again yep. with the the soap opera or not going up, uh, going on up north. But, you know, Dan Campbell's, you know, good humor to watch his press conferences. That That's fun. Right. You know, because he's kind of a meathead. Uh, in Detroit, That that's – if it's going to get – it won't be anytime soon. And Minnesota's kind of a mess, and they're rebuilding their offensive line, and – and you know cornerbacks and, and secondary and everything else. So it's you got to get past the Green Bay Packers. 
a lot has to go right for you to to win that division. Right now, I think if you got a wild card and not the COVID back in wild card like last year, right? Um, you you be you would take that right. Yeah. And, and most the the smart money in Vegas says you're not going to. They're betting under seven and a half wins in a seventeen game season. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. The Bears are not popular on eight or more wins in Vegas. Everyone's pounding the under there because the schedule is very tough on top of everything. It is. It is a very tough schedule, and uh, they're playing. You know, and the only team that really scares me in their division is the Packers. Right. And, you know, scares me is probably the wrong word. But the only, the only team I think they'll struggle with is them. I think they can beat the Vikings. I think they can beat Detroit. I don't care should, who yeah. Detroit's quarterback is. You know, Detroit still, I never, people say, well, don't, you think, don't you think the Lions are going to come on? I said, no, I never think no. the Lions are going to come on. But no. even, you know, once they hit, hold on a second. I got the schedule behind me. I'm going to take it off the wall. Okay. Yeah. So once uh, the, the first four, the Rams, Bengals, Cleveland, and then the Lions. Then after that, they go to Vegas, they play the Packers at home, they go to Tampa, then play the Niners. Those four games are not going to be easy. Um, and I know Vegas, you know, and it's it's not like uh, the Raiders are one of the top teams in uh, the uh, the AFC, but they can actually, they're, yeah. They're playing at home. Yeah, I mean, they're playing at home. Yeah. And then going down to see Tampa, you, that's going to be difficult. Then you got Pittsburgh in a bye week, then the Ravens. Uh, then the second half of the season, you play the Cardinals, you're at the Packers, you're mm-hmm. at Seattle. Um, so, yeah, it's not going to be easy. Your last two games of the year could actually help you get over the top with the Giants hosting the Giants and then at Minnesota. Um, plus, who knows what Seattle's going to be. Every year you think Seattle's going to fall off, and then they don't, and Russell Wilson has them back. But that's, the, you know, Seattle's going to be battling because that division's going to be really tough. The the uh, NFC West is crazy with the the Rams, the Niners, Seattle, right. and also Arizona trying to improve. But so. I mean, for what it's worth, right now the Bears are only favored in four of the seventeen games in Vegas. And I'll get and again a lot of time between now and then, a lot of health issues and concerns with different teams. But that's how tough the schedule is, and that's how many questions the Bears have. Uh, you know, and, and right to your, to our our Twitter poll about. Which concerns you the most? Because you have not just the quarterback question; you have the offensive line, you have cornerbacks, you have still people wondering what we have here in Matt Nagy. Right. There's a lot of issues here. How you know? How's an aging defense going to do? And by the way, you know, the NFL poll of of NFL players, the top hundred players yeah. voted by peers. Did yeah. you see this last week? I saw some of it. I, I the only thing I did hear is that one guy in the Bears defense wasn't in the top 100 that well, people thought guy, should. Right, but Khalil Mack was the highest at 23rd. Only two made it. Khalil Mack on the defense at 23 out of the top 100, voted by NFL players. And Allen Robinson, for all the hand-wringing Allen likes to do about how much he's not getting paid, Right. his peers voted him 87. Okay. So he's the big fish in the Bears' small pond of offensive uh, talent. But according to other NFL players, he's not all that. I mean, he's he, he looks the part here. But maybe he's a, maybe a number three guy on a, on a good team. Yeah, yeah. There's a possibility. Um, the the guy I was talking about a couple minutes ago. Um, a lot of people have podcasts out there. Jay Cutler just started a podcast. He had Waddle and Sylvie on his first podcast. Um, Fred has one, huh? You yeah, have one. Yeah, I've got one. Yeah, talking about sports and beer and things like that. But they also have one uh, former Bear Jason McKee, who's actually a high school coach up north. Um, he did one. He does one called the No Name Football Podcast, and I listened to it on the way down today, 
and Jason McKee had Olin Krutz on. Now, if you'd watched in the past, if you ever watched uh, NBC Sports Chicago and some of their post-game stuff, they'd had, I used to tape it because I would do a, a pre-game or I'd do post-game sometimes. I'm doing post-game this year with uh, Howard yeah, Griffith. Yeah, I used to do that too, yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, so, we, we, you know, I'm doing this year, I'm doing the post-game with Howard Griffith, but because of White Sox baseball, we're a couple of them we're not going to do, and hopefully the White Sox keep going and we'll see how that works out. But Olin Krutz is great breaking down, and he doesn't hold back. And he was talking about Justin Fields today, and I don't have the audio, but I listened to it on the way down here. And he was basically saying that watching Fields and watching him the way that he can watch him and watching him the way the offensive line you know, was playing when Fields was in and things, he said Fields really needs to learn how to read defenses. And everybody says, okay, well, that's a, that's a basic thing. He said it's not just read it. He said people thought in some of the games that he was able to read the, read the defense and throw a little nice little dump-off pass and things like that. But Krutz said looking at him, you could tell in his eyes he didn't see these things. His natural ability just allowed him to do it. He said in order for him with this offensive line, he really has to learn where blitzes are coming from. And his offensive linemen need to know where the blitzes are coming from. And while they're still getting put together, it might be a good thing for him still to go on and learn more. Um, and also how to protect himself. He said it's real important for quarterbacks to know how to protect themselves when they're out there. Um, know where the, you know, he said you can see it. Like when Olin Cruz, anytime the center goes to the line, you see him pointing who's, who's sure. what, who's and coming. Who's responsibility. Yeah. Exactly. And he said, sometimes you don't see that yet. And I, you know, it's expected because in college, they walk up to the line of scrimmage, whatever defense they're in, the defense is coming at you. But in the pros, they're going to shift. They're going to let you look at it while you're, while you're calling your signals. They're going to switch you around and a lot of different things are going to change defenses. So I was listening to Olin Krutz, and after listening to him, I didn't have as much of a problem with the poss- you know, with what the Bears' plan is of starting yeah. Andy Dalton because they talked about how the, def- you know, the offensive line with Fetty on one side and with Peters on the Peters, other. Yeah. yeah, still learning. James Daniels now in his third position in, what, three or four years with the Bears. So they've got to gel a little bit, and if you're going to have to gel with a guy that's a pocket passer, uh, and Andy Dalton, that's a good thing. The other thing he brought up is, he said, this is Olin Krutz talking, he said that what the Bears should do, they have all these quarterback coaches, all these offensive coaches that are quarterback guys, Bill Lazor and uh, DeFilippo and all these guys that know how to coach quarterbacks. He said in the quarterback's room, they should have the assistant offensive line coach. So the assistant offensive line coach can help the quarterback know where guys are coming from. And all that kind of thing. He said back in the day, they would do that when he was there. The offensive line coach would come in and sit in with the quarterback's coach and things like that. He said it's a great idea to have done. And then he also said, well, plus I know a guy and he's really smart. Um, but I don't think that's why he was doing it. It seems like it would make a lot of sense. Instead of, he said basically, Nagy and Laser and DiFilippo, they're looking at the quarterback position from the pocket. He mm-hmm. said what they do have, need to do with Justin Fields is they have to learn how to expand it. He said Andy Reid was a – boy, what did he say? He said Andy Reid was an offensive line coach and then became, a you know, the play caller. And it right. makes it – it works better that way because you you know more than just the quarterback role. You know the offensive line. So little points, but they sounded very interesting on the way in. Hopefully it made a lot of sense when I try to explain it to you. Well, look, I mean, Olin Krutz is, would be a terrific coach whether yeah. you want to be a line coach or a coordinator or, or a head coach. And he basically was a coach as a player. He yep. owned that locker room, right? Yep. And 
Brian Rulacker had the defense in line and he had the offensive line. And, you know, you did it his way or he didn't do it. All right. Yeah. And so that's the respect he carries. And I know his coach in high school, but he's a great follow on Twitter, especially during Bears games. Right. Sure. He's, show, he's teaching about the game as you're as you're watching it. So it all makes sense. But Mitch Trubisky never. I mean, how through all through four years, that was the knock on Trubisky. Right. But he still he couldn't read defenses. He sure. didn't know the offense well enough. I mean, Matt Nagy said, well, now it's four years in. We've got a bunch of guys that have been here two or three years, so now it should all click. Yeah, It should be that easy. I don't know that it's going to be that easy, and it shouldn't take four years. Most teams don't give you four years to, to have it all come together. And, no, they don't. And, and looking at it, it's not necessarily coming all together. It's still a work in progress. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, callers hanging there. We'll get right to you. Also, uh, The Athletic ran a story earlier this week. Five NFL executives ranked the uh, conferences, and uh, you'll be interested or you may not be interested, but uh, hopefully you'll be interested in what these uh, NFL executives, how they rated the NFC 1 through 16. Uh, we'll talk about that. We come back. We'll get to your phone calls. We're here till 11 o'clock. Then it's Chicago's College Tailgate right here on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Talking some Bears football. They get underway a week from tomorrow as the season starts on Thursday. Cowboys taking on um, Tampa. 312-332-332. Three seven seven six. Let's go to um, Mont Greenwood and Gorman. Gorman, you're out with Fred and Brian Hanley. What's up? Morning, gentlemen. Uh, I just want to touch on uh, you know Ryan Pace's uh, ineptness. I was uh, talking to your guy that answered the phone. You know, you got Trevathan. He's on the IR. They so they last year they opted to keep uh, him over Nick Kwiatkowski. And I think you know, in hindsight, obviously it would have been a better move to keep Kwiatkowski, but. It's just another one on the long list of, you know, uh, Tevin Jenkins. Now he's uh, he's out for the season because of his back, you know, um, Trubisky. It's just, I don't know how this guy keeps his job. I don't know what he has on the McCaskies, but, uh, I, you know, I just wanted to ask you about uh, about Kwiatkowski versus uh, Trevathan and uh, see what you guys had to say about it, and uh, I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, Gorman. Appreciate it. Yeah, he doesn't seem to make uh, great um, decisions. And he didn't have any any offensive lineman. The only guy he actually went out and got on the offensive side, he goes he drafts Tevin Jenkins, and then mm-hmm. and then he has to go out and find Jason Peters, the thirty nine year old guy. Okay, and Afedi was a guy that was here before, so they really didn't go on out and get anybody else. They did draft Larry Borum, a guy that's a possibility at the left tackle position. Um, that's another possibility. And at that linebacker position that he's talking about, and I know a lot of guys like Witkowski, and he also played pretty well last year with the Raiders, if I'm not mistaken. And um, But Ogletree, the guy they brought in, um, he was just coming to visit Robert Quinn. Right. I read the article earlier this week. He was yeah. coming to town with his wife just to visit Robert Quinn because he knows him. And he got there, and his 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 agent said, don't leave. He said, the Bears uh, want to look at you. And all of a sudden, he's got a job, and he's now going to be your starting linebacker along with Roquan Smith. So either that's going to be a great story that we'll all celebrate, or it's like, you know, where are you finding these guys? Because Robert, did Robert Quinn vouch for him? Because right there I'd have to stop the conversation. <laughs> um, but, but I understand. Look, but, I understand. Yeah. And I get that Matt Nagy, 
you know, he was executive of the year, the same year that Matt Nagy was coach of the year, the same year that the Bears defense had 38 takeaways. Yeah. Right. Yep. It's been a while. Um, Bears are 42 and 54 in six seasons under Ryan Pace and two playoff defeats. And they what had all nine points against New Orleans last year in a, a COVID manufactured wild card spot. Right. That they backed into. Right. Yep. Um, most people don't get a seventh season in the NFL for that. And the old rule of thumb is if a team loses three, has a three game losing streak, someone's getting fired. Right. Uh huh. Well, what was it? Six last year. Yep. Um, and no one got fired. And so, and they wouldn't answer about how long their contracts run, you know, to Ted and George wouldn't, you know, hazard a guess or, you know, volunteer any information or ask directly about that. Sure. So the, the good thing is they drafted Justin Fields and I'm in, I, I, they did it, they got it. And I celebrated them for the, for making the move. And it was Matt Nagy's production. He told them that's the guy we want. And they identified it and they, they got it done. And that's great. So now the clock doesn't start ticking on Ryan Pace or Matt Nagy until Justin Fields is on the field. That's how I'd see it, right? Yeah. No, exactly. Judge, yeah. How do you judge them with Andy Dalton? I mean, you don't. Um, it's They got the franchise quarterback, so why would George and Ted look at it any differently until they see what they hear, have in Justin Fields? So uh, I feel the, the caller's pain and frustration, and the, the Bears are just a different – they're no longer the stingy team that doesn't spend money – you know, they, they, the reason they don't have cap room is they spend money. Now, do they spend it wisely? Not necessarily. But a, a, a GM that has a losing record and is 0 for 2 in the playoffs in wild card games usually doesn't get a seventh season. But here we sit, and yep. there, there, there he sits. Yeah, there's no doubt. 312-332-3776. Okay, this article from The Athletic, Tyler found this yesterday. And five NFL executives um, put together, they went over the NFC, uh, the NFC, and they rank the teams, 1 through 16. And they have, you talked about the Bears' schedule. Um, they play the top five. Uh, Tampa, they had number one. Green Bay, two. The Rams, three, tied with Seattle. And San Francisco, four. Or five, because yeah. of the tie. Right, the tie, yeah. Yeah. And so you look for the Bears because there are 16 teams in the NFC. So you, you start from looking. the bottom? Is that, is well, that... if you start from the bottom, you, you find them quickly. Yeah. The bottom mm-hmm. is Detroit. Then it's the New York Giants, who the Bears play both of them, too, which is maybe a good thing. And then you get to the Bears at 14. That's where these five executives put. So here's what they had to say about it, okay? Uh, Bears 8-8 in the playoffs last year. The NFC is seventh and last seed. Um, They replaced Mitch Trubisky with Andy Dalton. Yet no voter ranked them higher than 12th in the conference. Um, Quote, why would everyone put – this guy says, why would everyone – Put Chicago so low, a coach who did not vote in the survey said someone probably spent a lot of time looking at the schedule, but I'd put them ahead of Minnesota, who I think is too high. I'd put them ahead of Dallas, the guy said. Uh, It's not going to be long for the kid, Fields, to play. They will be more explosive with him. I just think they are better than they're giving credit for. I saw them twice in the preseason. They're running around, flying around pretty good. Again, this was a coach from another um, team who did not vote. Now, the Bears do play the NFL's toughest schedule of opposing quarterbacks when using the 2021 quarterback tiers results in uh, as a guide. They play four games against Tier 1 quarterbacks, tied for the most in the league. They are the only team with zero games against Team 4 quarterbacks, so they don't play any of their own guys. Uh, the gap between Dalton's average vote and the average of Chicago's opponents is larger than the gap for any team in the league. 
uh, fields, while exciting, is unproven. And uh, let's see here. Chicago absolutely should be this low, a voter said. You've got an unproven first-year defensive coordinator taking over for a couple of guys, um, Pagano last year and Fangio before, with a combined 50 years in the league. They subtracted Kyle Fuller, so there's a lot of uncertainty. On offense, everyone wants to talk about the quarterback, but without the back, Tariq Cohen, they are not explosive enough. All the quarterbacks there are going to find it tough sledding. Um, Bears also have offensive line problems. Uh, one of the guys said, a voter said, I don't see Andy Dalton in that tier of guys that makes your team better. If that is where they're going to go, it'll be interesting. They could struggle at quarterback and on the offensive line, and that's a bad combination. And I think most Bears fans know, and that's their biggest concern, um, that they could struggle at both of those positions, especially the offensive line and the O-line helps the quarterback struggle. Um, so... In baseball, we always talk about how the White Sox don't get credit, nobody cares about it. Well, the Bears, people are more than happy enough to talk about how the Bears, um, they don't expect them to be good, at least these voters in, um, you know, Again, these NFL executives. Executives, right? Yeah. I mean, right. And, and there was a similar uh, story that I retweeted a couple weeks ago. It was, you know, uh, sports betting analysts, you know, analyzing all the coaching staffs of all, all the teams in the league. Sure. And I retweeted and I said, I'll save you time, Bears fans. Start at the bottom and scroll up. Because they were 30th, right? Yeah. So, again, Coach of the Year, Matt Nagy, it, that's how some people view, the national people view him as a coach. They don't think much of him. I don't know that they're 12 to 14. I would guess somewhere around 10 in the in the conference. Okay. But that, but that's not. I mean, that's, that's not good enough. That's not good enough no. by any stretch of the imagination. No. I mean, so best case scenario. I mean, we had one caller said they can win the division. Well, they could, but the Packers have won it seven in the last ten years. And you know, barring Aaron Rodgers going down, I don't know why they wouldn't win it eight out of eleven. Sure. Yeah, three one two three three two three seven seven six. Your thoughts on the Bears? Your concerns? We uh, before we get out of here, we'll wrap up our poll questions. Uh, and also, what what are your thoughts about the Bears as a possibility? I know Brian brought it up. We have it as one of our poll questions. But the Niners are thinking about using Garoppolo and Trey Lance and alternating them, not necessarily rotating them. You know, one series after another series, but on down in distance. And um, this way, the quarterback can go right in. He knows the play. He's got it from the coach as he goes into the game. Uh, back in the day, Dallas tried it with Craig Morton and, boy, was it Craig Morton and Roger Staubach, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Way wow, back, in the, go back, yeah, way go back, back, back in the day. Yeah. And a lot of people said, well, this doesn't work. You need a, a number one quarterback. Well, Kyle Shanahan with the Niners is going to try this, it seems. We'll see when the season gets underway. I think they open up against Detroit, which would probably be the perfect team to do it against. 312-332-3776. But would you like to see the Bears and Matt Nagy try it with Andy Dalton and Justin Fields? And if it is something you're going to try, shouldn't it have been done something you did in the preseason or are you going to surprise everybody on <laughs> Sunday night at SoFi Stadium next week? 312-332-3776 here on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is ESPN 1000. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Bears get underway next week. College football today. Lots of college football. We've got Chicago's college tailgate coming up at eleven o'clock. Black and Abdallah. They love the game. They will take you around college football all afternoon long. And don't forget, we also have um, 
White Sox Weekly today at 3.30, uh, leading you up to the pregame show at 5.30, and then White Sox Baseball tonight. Ronaldo Lopez going for the Southsiders, who uh, look to uh, hit the ball and score some runs, which would always be a nice thing. Right, Brian? I mean, the one thing in sports, in all sports, you can't win if you don't score. That's and, usually how it goes. Yeah, yeah. that's usually, I mean, uh, you know, in soccer, you can not score and get a point. Um, I guess you could in hockey. T- no, you can't anymore in hockey. Someone's got to score, right? Yeah. In order to win. Yeah. You get a point for going into overtime. Yes, you do. And I was going to ask you, you know, really quickly, um, let's take this call first. I wanted to sure. ask you something, too, because... Um, there was some upheaval um, over at... Um, quietly. With the black, very too. quietly. Yeah. Very quietly. That. We'll talk about that in a second. Let's go to uh, Glenn Ellen and Dan. Dan, you're on ESPN 1000. What's happening? Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, real quick, uh, from a strategy standpoint, you brought up Jason McKee, number 37. Yeah. He was, uh, you know, he was fun to watch. And I know Nagy and Pace, they defy all reason in strategy, <laughs> but instead of carrying eight tight ends... Why not add a fullback to the roster, supplemental uh, run-blocking protection, uh, considering Tevin Jenkins uh, and our offensive line issues? Yeah, I'm looking um, at their, you know, Dan, I'm looking at their depth chart, and you're right, they have no, there's no tight end even listed. You know, and a fullback. A fullback, I'm sorry. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of tight ends listed. They have they have five well, they listed like the here only. Yeah, yeah right. they have five, and eventually I would think they'd get rid of one, but you can't get rid of Jesper Horstead now after he got three touchdowns in that last game. No. Yeah, no, but no. yeah, but Dan, I understand the fullback, because I thought the fullback was actually making a comeback a couple of years ago. Um, because it looked like the dinosaur position that everyone in the league yeah. decided you don't need them anymore. Yeah, right? yeah. Dan, it's pre- all about throwing. And, yeah, yeah. I know. Appreciate the call, Dan. Yeah, I don't, I don't quite understand it either. There, you know, most teams will have that big guy, uh, the big running back, the one guy that's not on the team. I guess he's on the practice squad. That Ryan Nall, um, you know, he's the guy that usually ends up making the roster, the regular roster. But uh, yeah, no fullback, and I noticed that earlier this week when I printed out the. Um, you know, and our lads, we get we get the guy from our lads on uh, Dan yeah. Shaka on before the draft and things like that. If you ever are looking for really good depth charts, plus depth charts that fit on one page and are really easy and printable, um, just go to ourlads dot com. Go to NFL depth charts, and they have they have college football depth charts too. And you just go and click on it; it's awesome. And uh, it's just one page. It's got everything. It's got the reserves. It's got the practice squad. All the other things. And uh, it's a good job, but you look at it, and yeah, David, the running backs, David Montgomery, Damian Williams, and uh, Khalil Herbert. There's no, you know, um, there's no Tariq Cohen because we know that he's been hurt and slow, but slow to come well, back. How about that? I mean, Ryan Pace asked directly if he had a second surgery. Yeah. And he wouldn't answer the question, which, you know, Jason Laser said, there's your answer. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when they won't even say, no, he didn't, then the answer is yes, he did. So what's his availability as you move forward? He's, you know, on the pup list, obviously. And, right. Um, it's just, you don't know again. And the season shouldn't hinge on tree cones availability. No, but he's, a, he's, he's a weapon that should be, you know, that can be utilized. You know, it, it's just frustrating to, to take a look and like, how do you get to this point where the offensive line has to go get a 39 year old guy who was fishing in Texas and great nine-time Pro Bowler, but you don't know what you're going to have here moving forward. I love his, I love his confidence and his talk and his, you know, want to and all that. But you don't know if the body's going to be there, and how do you get to the point where you have a, a second-year cornerback is is the one guy you're really counting on, and beyond that, you're not even sure. No, I know, and and 
the the amazing part, and you brought it up too uh, about you lose six games in a row, and your both guys are back, and the, yeah. the, the organization says they have confidence in them, and he's just you know were they watching the same thing we were watching? And but yeah, again, but, I mean, and look, games within the games. So when you're looking at a first half where you're lucky to get three points, you yeah. can't even score. Yeah, it, it, it's beyond me. I mean, it, it, in, a, in a league where every rule has been changed to allow scoring and increase scoring, and you're the one team with the offensive-minded head coach who can't score. Right. It, it's a disconnect beyond that. I yeah. mean, it just to, to be diplomatic about it, it's a disconnect. But how's that get better? I mean, it, it needs to get better. I don't know how it necessarily gets better. Yeah, I don't either. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. This week, some of the news up at Hallis Hall was that they picked up uh, Richard Perryman. Okay, this is his seventh team. He was the twenty sixth overall pick by Baltimore in twenty fifteen. Um, he's never caught forty balls in a season. His best year was with Tampa in twenty nineteen. He had thirty six catches, six hundred forty five yards, six touchdowns, and uh, now they're going to seven teams in five seasons. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to be the ones who, who will figure it out. Yeah, right? I know. Okay. Yeah, they bring in uh, Artie Burns. They brought in. Um, he was out last year with a torn ACL. He's one of the guys they're hoping it will can help them at the cornerback position, at the nickel uh, corner position. But, you know, we'll have to wait and see a guy that's coming off uh, injuries and things like that. Um, were you surprised or were you um, upset? Let me see if I can find it here real quickly. Um, doo, doo, doo. Okay, Ryan Pace was asked if Fields is further along than you thought he'd be. No, honestly, he, he's he's really not. Like we, you know, for us to move up and take him where we did, you know how we feel about him. So I, I think he's exactly what we thought he was going to be. Um, he's exactly where we we hoped he would be. Um, and I, so I don't think it changes our plan at all. Like we're, I mean, I know the fans are excited, and we're excited too. Now, when you heard that, were you surprised that Pace said that, or did you? For me, I wasn't necessarily surprised because you know I he probably went over these. I, I get a feeling that he has people fire questions at him before the press conference, so he, and he doesn't answer. answer their questions either. <laughs> yeah, he goes, and then they say, "But Ryan, you told us to ask you this. I'm not answering yeah. it. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm very excited, uh, and I'm collaborating with you before I get excited in front of the real media. Yeah, what um, were your thoughts when you heard that? Well. Uh, it seems like there has been a slight shift in the plan, right? In it the seems movement. like it. Does it, is it, right. does it really seem like it, or is it just us and wishful thinking? Well, it, it, it went from basically, here's what I heard, Justin Fields are not going to see the field all season if they have anything, you know, if everything goes according to the plan. Gotcha. Right? Yep. He's, he's gonna, this is a redshirt year. He's going to learn, and everything's going to be great, and Andy Dalton's on a one-year contract, and off you go, and he's getting paid $10 million, and he'll be better than – Mike Glennon, and don't worry about it. We got it all handled. But then two weeks ago, Matt Nagy basically seemed to say, you know, that Justin Fields was ahead of schedule. Right. And then the the most curious thing for Ed was when they said, well, it all depends on Andy Dalton's play. Okay. <laughs> that that wasn't the narrative no. a month ago. No, it wasn't. Right? No. The, the, the plan was no matter Justin Fields is going to need a full year. To get up to speed, Olin Kurtz has basically said it on that podcast, and yep. that all that sounds good. It's yeah. fine, whatever. But if you think you have a, a window here or a chance to win or to, to get a playoff spot and actually make some noise in the postseason, you know, good luck if you're following that plan. If Andy Dalton's not, if he is closer to Mike Glennon in the first four or five games, and again, the schedule 
is among, if not the toughest in the league. And, and not enough Bears fans, I think, are embracing that fact, right? The division's right. not very good beyond the Packers. I no. get it. No, but the schedule but they, is it very is. difficult. So but there seems to be, if Andy Dalton isn't what they expect Andy Dalton to be, then they're open to the idea that Justin Fields could step in, I don't know, halfway through the season. But again, you might, is if you have a losing record six games into the season, does it make sense to throw Justin Fields out there and make him feel like he has to be a savior? Or do you just say, you know what, let's stick to the plan and, and rather have him not be the guy who leads you to a 7-10 and 10 season? Yeah, yeah. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We'll uh, take your calls. We're we'll recap our uh, poll questions for the day, and we'll get you ready for the uh, Chicago's College Tailgate um, coming up at eleven o'clock right here on ESPN One Thousand. Northwestern football, Chicago's Big Ten team, college football's back, and Coach Fitz and the 2020 Big Ten West Division champions return to Ryan Field. Well, they did return to Ryan Field this Friday, which was last night, against Michigan State. Um, you can get tickets all season long for the Wildcats at nusports.com. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. Every time this song used to come on, it meant the show was over. And the show's <laughs> almost over. Uh, Brian Hanley, Fred Hubner. Um, we're going to make way for Chicago's College Tailgate in a couple of minutes. Brian, quietly, uh, this was just yesterday, Hawks front office undergoes another shuffle. And this, I don't know, if, did anybody see this coming? Or because of all the because of the problems and the things that have gone on with former Blackhawks uh, coaches and people were you expecting this to happen? No, I, Ben Pope, to his credit, in the Sun-Times uh, wrote the story about yeah. Jay Blanc, who was John McDonough's right-hand man yes. right? I mean, at the Cubs. And, and that when John jumped to the Blackhawks as president, Jay came over. And he's terrific, and he's terrific at what he does. He, he's just a, a really a pro's pro. He's executive vice president. So I guess, you know, the fact that they kept him around is normally if you're going to let John McDonough go, you're going to let his his best you know his right hand man go right? oh because right they 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 have like minded ways and expectations and they expected great things from their staff and they demand it I mean yeah. they, they made their their front office work um, so he's he's let go so is the the head of uh, marketing so you know you don't know how much that really impacts anything um, but obviously James Gary the mental skills coach who was involved. Bradley Aldrich sexual assault scandal, which, right. by the way, I don't, I don't hear many Hawks fans really talking about it. No, not at all. I don't know all. that that really worries them. You know, they're much more interested in Jonathan Taves, whether he's going to be on the ice and, you know, uh, Andre Fleury and Nett, and what are they now a legitimate playoff team and, and what can they do? But meanwhile, the Blackhawks hired a law firm, I think Jenner and Block or one of the big firms in the city to, to do a so-called independent investigation to find out what exactly went on. And according to the lawsuits that have been filed, James Gary, the mental skills coach, was told by the unnamed player who said he was sexually assaulted by Bradley Aldrich, who was right. on the video coach, that it was his fault, that, you know, he, he was much to blame for going over to the guy's apartment, whatever. It's 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 a sordid It's awful. Six it's an story. awful story, yeah. And then Aldrich goes on to volunteer at a, a Michigan high school 
where he is allegedly assaults or is arrested for assaulting an underage hockey player. And so that they, they're filing a lawsuit uh, against the Blackhawks because, according to them, the Blackhawks gave a ringing endorsement uh, to, to Aldrich being hired there, you know, basically sung his praises. Anyway, so the head of HR is now out, this Marie Sutera, who told allegedly told police yeah. according to the police report that you'd have to get a search warrant if you want to know anything about uh, his employment here with the Hawks, Yeah, you know, which surprised investigators. So they're going to sort this whole thing out. The, the one hockey hire that made sense or I'm intrigued about is this uh, ho- new manager of hockey strategy, Dominic Zrim, who right. founded CapFriendly.com. Um, is basically a, a a numbers guy, a stats guy, um, you know, a guy who's going to look at players and situational hockey and their numbers and and give the front office and the coaching staff more of a clear picture on what to expect from certain players in certain situations and be more of an analytics guy. So you know that that could actually translate into a better hockey team if you know he is what they think he is if he brings a different kind of angle and gives them a, a leg up on some of the competition yeah. in terms of self-scouting, if you will. They said they also got a uh, a new TV studio analyst, Colby yeah, Cohen. I mean, Do we know who okay, this person God, is? No, God bless him. He filled in for Edzo a couple of times. Did he? But, okay. Um, for my money, Steve Conroy and Jamal Maris were terrific. Yeah, so they were great. I, 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 don't, I didn't see the need. Maybe it's a cost-cutting thing. I don't know. That's yeah. the first thing I thought of. You know, they're saving money. So Yeah, and this is uh, Pat Foley's final season. Yep. Yeah. So a lot going on. Uh, yeah, there is, and uh, it'll it'll come up very quickly with hockey and basketball. Both uh, in, hockey uh, show starts October 9th. There you go. I will be uh, here for you right on ESPN 1000 Saturday mornings. There you go. Uh, we got to get out of the way, so let's make sure we run down our two poll questions from today. Uh, the first one was with the Rams opener a week away. Which position is your biggest concern for the Bears? cornerback, offensive line, quarterback, or head coach. How'd that play out, Tyler? It was an overwhelming majority offensive line, 56.5% on that one. Hmm. And then that's followed by head coach, narrowly past cornerback, and then quarterback with about 7%. It's funny. So so it's almost like it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Everybody's more concerned about the offensive line. I voted cornerback. So did I. So did yeah. I. <laughs> okay. You yeah. <laughs> because I'm because I'm just looking at those those uh, yeah. tier one quarterbacks that are going to yeah. pick them apart in the secondary, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, that bothers me a little bit. Um, a little bit. Yeah. The other one is the uh, 49ers looking at making Jimmy G and Trey Lance co quarterback ones, QB ones. Should the Bears use a similar rotation with Dalton and Fields? You could go yes, no, or only if uh, Kyle Shanahan's coaching. How'd that one go? No at 54% here, and then only if Shanahan is coached 25%, and yes at 21%. It's funny. I voted for Shanahan. (laughs) Yeah, um, I think I voted voted yes. Um, But the thing is funny because a lot of people want the Bears to get to the next level offensively, which you would think that would be, but the majority said no. So I don't know, and, and I'd love to know: Is it just because it wouldn't work, or you know, if you have two, you don't have one, <laughs> right? Or you don't like Matt Nagy, or you, you know? Yeah, 
I don't know. I, I'd love to hear the the Bears. Is there any segment of Bears fan nation out there that says Andy Dalton's going to be just fine, thanks, and everything's going to be great, so just be patient? I think we had one caller yesterday uh, on the Wildland okay. Sylvie show who said, you know what, give Andy Dalton the opportunity. Let's see what happens. And I guess ultimately that's what, what we all have to do. Um, don't right. go- no, don't go anywhere. Chicago's College Tailgate coming up in a matter of moments. Brian, uh, fun. We'll do it again next week. Sounds like a plan. Okay, take it easy. Brian Hanley, Fred Hubner, College, Chicago's College Tailgate coming up in moments here on ESPN 1000.